0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about property demand and positive people. First, I want to jump straight into how my week's gone because I'm excited and I'll tell you why I'm excited and I'm feeling good. So this weekend, it was um, my great aunt's 100th birthday So um, we all got together in the family and had a lovely meal for her on Saturday and had a fantastic time. So that was great. We had a really good time. That was a really good, good Saturday afternoon. Now, why I'm excited about this is a number of reasons. So the first reason being that I've been talking on the podcast a couple. I've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast about negative momentum and how to avoid it and ways to keep the momentum going with the small uh, small wins. Now, the thing is, so like I said, it was my aunt's 100th birthday. Now, she lives in Manchester, so we all went up to Manchester. So I, I live in Cheltenham, so went up to Manchester. It's about a three-hour drive up there, three-hour drive back. So um, we, we were up there for four or five hours because we, we went and had dinner with her. And we went to see some other family members as well while we were up there. It was really good. So... It kind of wiped out my Saturday so my Saturday was spent obviously driving up to Manchester doing that and then coming back in the evening. Um, by the time we got back in the evening it was late Um so the dog had been on her own longer than I would have liked during the day, um, pretty good um, so I walked her in the evening and then went to bed as soon as that was finished so that was all good but why am I so excited about this? So. It, it was an opportunity for me to fail and I didn't. So I had the opportunity to think, oh, well, I didn't get to do my park run on the Saturday morning because we left um, well before the time of the run, obviously. So I could have taken the opportunity to just not worry about it, forget about it, and then fall into a negative slide. So because I didn't do my park run in the morning, I could have then eaten rubbish throughout the day um and just not done anything and like i say fall into that negative spiral so i ate healthily during the day as well so i kind of made the right choices there so when we went out for dinner i had a, a nice healthy lunch i had um, a jacket potato a fisherman's milk jacket potato which was like all different kinds of smoked fish on top of this jacket potato with in like um more bit of béchamel bech- sauce so that was that was really nice and that was quite a healthy choice um compared to I could have had burgers or pizza or whatever else, but I thought no, I'm gonna try and do the right thing, so stick with that. And then further to that, today, Sunday today, um instead of thinking, oh I didn't get to do my run yesterday, so I'm gonna just try and do my usual day to day. I adjusted my day-to-day so I could get my 5k run in today. So I uh, took Snow today um, to the park. I actually took her with my parents because my parents are visiting at the moment. So my parents came over and um, we went to the park. They wandered around the lake because um, there's a lake in the park that we do uh, laps around, which is the park run route. Um, so they walked around the park while me and Snow jogged around um, and did a 5k run. So that was really positive. So I managed to adjust my day to make sure that I still got that fitness activity in. So I was really pleased about that. When I got back, um cooked dinner with my mum and dad, we all cooked together. We all um got together in the kitchen, all helped out with cooking. So that was fantastic. Another healthy dinner in the evening. And then um, we spent a couple of hours doing a bit of tidying because um, they're going through the exercise of emptying their loft at the moment, which was has been filled for 20 years of just rubbish and stuff that we've kept up in the loft. So that was packed out. So we're taking stuff out and slowly going through that. So there was a load of boxes in my living room um, that was full of my stuff and some of my brother's stuff as well. So we took the opportunity to spend a few hours going through that and tidying that up, uh, which was fantastic. And then we got to the evening today. um, and Then I had another opportunity to kind of not do the right thing. Um, So but like this point, I was kind of on a winning streak, if you will. So I was really encouraged and really keen to keep going with that. So um, instead, because I'd walked snow in the morning, I gave her a usual walk in the morning. In the afternoon, we went to um, the park and did the 5K uh, run in the park. That was really good. Um, and then I came back this evening and then I could have just taken her out in the garden because she'd had more walk than she would normally have during the day. Um, but I didn't. I took her out for a usual walk. As I was leaving out for, to go on a usual walk, I was like, oh, I might cut down and do a slightly shorter walk so I can come back and record the podcast. And then I was like, Oh no, I, I'm, why would, why am I even thinking that? I'll go and take her on our usual walk and then come back and record the podcast. It's only 10 or 15 minutes difference, but let's get out in the negative mindset of thinking and, and really do the positive right thing and, and just kind of keep those wins up, keep those small little wins. Now, nobody's saying, I'm not saying that those are massive wins by any, um, feat of the imagination, but just to keep a number of small wins. So, like I said, I took her on a usual walk then this evening, so she was really pleased about that, really excited to get going. Um, she had a great time out and about, came back, and I thought, right, let's do the podcast tomorrow. Um, I've got my notes. I'd done those earlier in the week, so I, I was good to go. But I thought, no, I'll do the podcast tomorrow, Monday evening, um, like I have done the last few weeks, and that that would be really positive. And I thought, no, well, actually, there's room on the scoreboard for another win today, there's always room on the scoreboard for another win. So why wait until tomorrow? Let's do it now. All I'm going to go and do is sit down and watch TV instead. So let's make use of that time and get another win on the scoreboard for the day. Let's get the podcast recorded. So I set up all the kit. It only takes me five minutes to set up the kit. Now I've got that down to an art. Um, got that perfect. So got the kit set up. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Got the kit set up. And here we are recording the podcast. So um, it's... Like I say, it's about those small wins and maintaining maintaining the momentum. If you try and change your mindset, which is what I've been trying to do, instead of kind of thinking about the negative and focusing on that, it's about shifting the mindset and focusing on the positive and trying to drive that positivity forward and keep those wins going. So, like I said, there's all I've kind of changed that My view. Is there's all wipe off success? <laughs> Have your success today. So there's always room on the scoreboard for one more success today. So I've been trying to focus on those small wins and that's really helped me this weekend. I can't take credit for the the small wins uh, analogy. Um, Somebody called CJ, Carlos Quinney Jr. um, from ETA um, Enterprises, he, he kind of talks about that and I've kind of tried to adopt that and you've heard me speak about that before. But I think it's a really important concept. And one that's worth going over and it's really kind of helped me out this weekend and in the past. So I'm going to try and keep that going as much as I can. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about my week was how planning has helped me. So um, earlier in the week, I was um, on my way to work in the morning. I kind of planned my day out in advance, um, which was fantastic, which I don't do a lot of. and I think I may have mentioned this in last week's episode, but I'm going to mention it again. Um, I was on my way to work. I had my plan, my day planned out, but the traffic was absolutely awful. So I ran into so it. normally it takes me about 10 or 15 minutes to get, get into where I'm going. It takes me about, like I say, 10 15 minutes, and I hit traffic, and it took me about 45 minutes in total. So it kind of tripled my journey. I'm not sure. I didn't see an accident or whatever, but, so I'm not sure what caused the traffic. But regardless, there was a lot of traffic, which kind of caused me delay. But the thing was, because I planned my day out and I would actually put some thought into the order of my day, um, I had a meeting first thing in the morning, which is where I was going to. And I thought, oh, while I'm in that meeting, before I go to that meeting to make the most of that opportunity of being in that location, I can actually pop into a few estate agents and get some details of some properties go go and pop in and kind of like, like I say, maximize the use of that opportunity of being in that location. So what, That planning enabled me to do was actually, I was still on time for my meeting. So I didn't get to go into the estate agents uh, like I had planned. But the important bit of the day, the meeting that I had planned, I was able to get to that on time. And then adjust the rest of my week to make sure that I got back to do the the estate agent stuff. So by planning a day, I had kind of won already and it saved me. Effort in the future, so I wasn't so stressed when I was on the way in because I was like, "Oh, I've, I've got this gap. Um, I was going to utilize it for something else, but I can shift that, rearrange that." And the important thing is, I can get to that meeting on time, even if I was another fifteen minutes or so in the traffic. You know, if it had been that bad, I could have probably parked up and walked into town in that, in that speed and, and still got to the meeting on time, or only a couple of meetings late. So that was a really good thing about the planning. And I'm a firm believer is if you start planning your day and uh, putting the right effort in and making the right decisions, and like I say earlier, getting those small wins, you're going to have better luck and more opportunities like that. Um, a lot of people say uh, people get lucky. but I'm a firm believer that if you take the right actions, you will get luckier and luckier um, with that kind of thing. And it's not really lucky. You've planned for that and you've kind of enabled that to happen through your previous actions. Some people may see that as luck, but I think you've kind of achieved that before you've done anything else. So that so that was really positive. So I think those two things um, were the biggest takeaways from my last week. I think those really helped. So with that, let's jump into talking about demand for property. So I think it's important that you know the demand for the different types of properties in your area. So by that, I mean uh, rentals are going to have a different demand than People buying houses and people buying houses is going to be a slight demand for that than there is for tenant buyers in the area. And there's going to be people, different people, uh, different demand again for corporate lets in an area. So it's important that you look at the demand focused on your particular strategy. So why is it important? So there's no point you buying or acquiring a house or property in a certain area if there's no demand for that type of property with your particular strategy in that area you're kind of wasting your effort wasting your money and you're really going to struggle as you're kind of setting yourself up for failure from the beginning so the first thing you need to do is check that demand out now there are a number of different ways that you can check that demand out Um I'll go through a couple now so um, for a rental availability so if you're planning on doing uh, acquiring a property or controlling a property and renting it out to tenants, you can use SpareRoom.com. So you can go on to SpareRoom.com, have a look. Um, there's always a list on there of the rooms in the local area that are available to rent at that particular time. So you can go on and have a look at that. And that's an important thing. So you can go on and see how many empty rooms there are and how long they've been empty. So that will give you an idea of what the demand is. Now, it's important to link that with the other element from spareroom.com. If you click onto the second tab on there, there's two different tabs, I think, at the top of the page. You can click on, um, people looking for rooms. So this is if you've got a property let to let out, it's almost like a mini CV of tenants who are saying, Oh, I'm looking for this, partic- uh, this particular type of property in this particular area uh, for this length of time. So you can go on there and see how many people are looking for rooms. Now, It's a good indicator if there are more people looking for rooms than there are rooms available, that there's demand for property in that area. If it's the other way around, if there are a lot more properties than people looking for properties, then there may not be the demand. Now, that's not um, exactly a perfect science, but it's a good rule of thumb I've been finding around um, property demand. So that's a really good good way of telling A second way is using a similar thing just on Rightmove or or Zoopla or somewhere like that. So if you're looking to purchase property, you can go on to um, Rightmove, Zoopla or any of those um, uh, house websites, property websites, and find out how long properties in your particular area have been on the market. So if there are dozens and dozens of property that have been on there over six months or over 12 months, um, Then it may be a sign that that particular area is got uh, less demand than it needs. So you don't need to purchase a property in that area because you're going to struggle to to put tenants in or sell it on or or whatever your strategy is. So if there are a lot more properties that have been on the market for a longer period of time, then you could well struggle in that area. It's a good indicator. Equally, if all the properties on there and there are only properties that have only been listed. last month, then that might be a really good hotspot because then more people are interested and there's a higher demand for property in that area. Like I said, you kind of got to use that with a pinch of salt, depending on what your particular strategy is. Um, But it's a good rule of thumb. Now, another way, um, a third way of finding out demand in your local area is wandering into your local estate agents or mortgage brokers and asking. Um, They can give you a good idea. Um, It's always good it's always a good idea to build up a good relationship with these people anyway, with this, with the state agents and mortgage brokers, they can refer clients to you, um, whether it's uh, sellers or the landlords that want to uh, sell their property or uh, sublet the property, um, or equally from mortgage brokers about tenants, they may rec- be able to recommend tenants to you if they know what you're doing. So it's always a good, good idea to kind of have good relationships with as many of those, um, with as many people in those industries as you can, but if you've got those good relationships, you can ask your local estate agents or your mortgage brokers, and you know just have a good conversation around. Oh, what? How how are you seeing the market at the moment? What are the trends you are you seeing? Are you finding more people moving to this area? Um, I've just noticed they've opened a new sports complex, so uh, more people moving towards that, or is that having an effect on the traffic? So people are moving away, and um, they may be able to give you some good insights into that kind of thing. So it's always worth having that conversation and they may be able to help you out with the demand in your area. And like I said the demand's going to be different for each particular area. So the demand and that that when I say each different area it could vary street by street within a town or city. So it might be good on uh you know there might be a lot of demand on one street and then two streets over. There may be absolutely no demand and nobody's trying to move, move to that area for for whatever reason. So maybe they're just um, bought some land and they're trying to put a big commercial development on the back or something like that that's kind of moving people away. So it's a good idea to, like I say, get that picture of what the demand is looking like before investing in any area. So that's a really key thing. Um, so That being said, we're going to move on to talk talk about positive people. Now, I'm a firm believer that you need to have a lot of positive people in your life. You really want to get around from negative people. Don't get from around them. Don't let negative people rule your life. So there's a saying, and a lot of you have probably heard this, and the saying goes, um, you are the average of the five people you spend most time with. I'll say that again. It's you are the average of the five people you spend most time with. So if the three or f- if three or four of the people you spend most time with are all negative people and kind of um, just don't have that positive mindset, you know, they're, they're always blaming the ris- the world for whatever happens to them. They don't have the same kind of goals and mindset that you have. So they real struggle. They might not encourage you. They might kind of. Laugh at you at whatever your goals are, whether that's your property goals or whether it's your health and fitness goals or your you know, traveling goals, if you want to do traveling or whatever it might be, they just might not be overly supportive of that because they don't understand why you want to do that. So get around people that are really going to G you up and get you going and kind of think the same way you do. And that's not to say that you've got to cut all those people out of your life, far from that you can um, still spend time with them going out certainly go and have a beer with them catch up with them from time to time head out to the movies whenever you do that whatever but just get more positive people around you and spend more time with um, with those positive people who kind of encourage you there's another um, saying um, and i think it's i think that it's probably eric thomas who said this uh, i could be wrong with that but uh, i think pretty sure it's eric thomas he says Go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. Again, that's go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. So what he's saying there is it's about getting around people who really agree with your mindset and can support you. And you can support them in their mindset as well. Because if you're merely tolerated, you know, you're not going to be in the best environment for success. And it's important that you you. Set yourself up for success by achieving the best environment around yourself. So, I think that's a really important thing. I know um, that can have a big impact. I, I used to have a few friends that were really overly negative all the time and were kind of really difficult and challenging when I was talking about trying to achieve things. They'd always challenge it and question it and say, Oh, I don't see the point of that. I don't understand why you're even trying that because you can, uh, it's going to be a failure. So, and again, I've not cut those people out. I've just spent less time with them and get spend more time with positive people who kind of challenge your thinking, but challenge it in a good way so you're always growing and learning. Um, and I think that's how you see your life go to the next level. It's certainly how I've... I, I've certainly seen the difference to my life over the last 12 months. I've kind of focused on that a little bit. And it's like I so say, you don't have to kind of analyse every relationship you have every second and every minute of the day. Um, but it 's just kind of being more aware of the environment that you 're creating for yourself and and being aware of creating that environment for success and putting yourself and giving yourself the biggest opportunity for success that you can um because I, I think that's that 's going to win um, so if you have any questions about any of that that we 've covered today whether it 's about property demand or or and kind of the effects of positive or negative people uh, or about the planning and then, uh, the the Negative momentum that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Drop me a message uh, on the Facebook page or drop me an email. And the links, link uh, my email address and the link to the website are in the description below the podcast. So feel free to head there and um, drop me a message. I'd also appreciate it if you could leave me a review on iTunes or Stitcher if you're listening on Android. And um, that'd be fantastic. I would really, really appreciate that. Uh, so that being said stop listening to me, go figure out the demand for property in your area and start thinking about who's in your life. Thanks very much. See you next week.